My fellow Americans, I come before you tonight and as a man whose honesty and integrity has been questioned. I have a theory too, that the best and only answer to an honest misunderstanding of the facts is to tell the truth. And that's why I'm here tonight. I want to tell you my side of the case. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another Fireside. I'm here with Colin and Cody. How are you guys doing today? I'm great. How about you? I'm doing well. I do have to make a correction right up on top before we go any further. Uh, Last podcast, I said that we are the only podcast with a beginning and an end, and I have been told that that is wrong, actually, that (laughs) other podcasts have had beginning and ends to them. So I just need to go up in the beginning and say I apologize for that. I had no idea. I thought that was something that we trademarked, that we made, that we copyrighted. Um, Actually... Let's go erase that. We're, 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 this is going to be bad against our lawsuit that we have going on against uh, I know, Conan. I think Conan's got a big podcast we could go after. I think we're big enough to do that. Oh, golly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. Welcome to the fireside. Now, this is the more relaxed version of our episodes where we kind of go through, pick out the errors that we had, um, and I kind of give points and tallies to Cody and Colin. These points are based off of uh, least errors, most interesting history, most prepared, and then two points for the most convincing. And then tallies are just given out to however I want to. So, for example, hey, Colin, you're looking great today. Cody, 10,000 tallies. See, oh! that's, that's that, yeah, that classic, it's classic. Like Judas betraying me with a kiss. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'd like to give you a little kiss on the cheeks. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, okay, moving on <laughs> from that. Um, we're going to start again with the one point for least errors. Um, Colin, let's start with you and your kissable face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, this, I I got a lot right in this. I mean, the, the whole mm. Joseph Smith superhero thing, that all checked out to scrutiny. <laughs> um, you know, it stood up against even the, the strictest of fact checkers. Uh, the interpretation of the Book of Mormon, top notch, nothing wrong there. The only mm. thing that I found that you could even say was a lie uh, was when I interjected in Cody's section. So in fairness, this mm. was a little bit of off, you know, off the cuff, you know, that sort well, of thing. And to be fair, technically, if it's in Cody's section, he should have double checked you when you said that. <laughs> so Cody, this is counting against you. That's a great point. Cause I think, I think he did say exactly when I said it in his section, he he told me exactly. So this next thing really should go against Cody. It's it's probably because I wasn't listening to you. I was just like, <laughs> when is this guy going to stop talking? This is my section now. No, I mean, that's uh, you and the rest of the podcast audience. <laughs> All right. So I interjected in Cody's section uh, to suggest that placement marriages were a big part of why polygamy was banned in the in Utah. Um, I specifically say basically everywhere, but I meant Utah since it had already been banned in the rest of the U.S. 
And that's not really true. Um, polygamy was banned in Utah as a condition of statehood. It was like, hey, do you want to mm-hmm. join the union? Get rid of the polygamy shit. Uh, the, you know, the Protestant United States wanted to get one more jab at the Mormons, uh, who had once escaped their grasps. And so that was like their, their, their last gesture in 2020, though, a bill was signed into law by former Utah governor, Gary Herbert to decrease the criminal penalty for polygamy to essentially make it on par with a traffic ticket. It's called an infraction of the law now. So actually, uh, polygamy is not. Not okay, but okay. If if you have enough money, basically, you're good then. Yeah. So now it's I like mean, poor yeah. people can't have it, but rich people can have polygamy because they could just keep paying off the fine. It's like a fee, basically, at that point. <sighs> Precisely. So right. that's where I got wrong. It, it doesn't seem like the, the horrendous practice of placement marriages was really why polygamy in general was was banned. It, it, mm. it actually was just a, a built-in dislike for the Mormons. Mm. Makes sense. All right, Cody, what else did you get wrong then? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, um, it is it is fair to say that in order to fit the narrative, uh, like with Game of Thrones, like any good movie or TV show, I, I scrunched history a little bit. Um, I, I just did a little scrunch, just 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 some compression of history. Um, so, so while six churches eventually do form from, uh, after Joseph Smith died, it wasn't necessarily at the same time, like, like my scrunching made it seem like all six mm. were combating, c- competing at the same time. Um, mm. there were really only three guys that were fighting for real leadership immediately after Joseph Smith died. And, and, and realistically, only two of those even had a fighting chance, uh, Young and Rigdon. Um, so the others would break away from the church over the next two to three years after Young becomes the leader of the LDS. So scrunched history to make it a little bit more fun and compelling to listen to, but okay. that's what that, that's what I did. Yeah, yeah, that's not that's not too bad. But you still got Colin's thing wrong, so <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be uh, Colin gets this, uh, Cody gets zero points, Colin get the point. Thank you, um, congratulations, yeah. Colin. Um, so the next thing we're moving on to is the point for the most interesting history. Now, if I recall correctly with this, we basically had Colin talking about how Joseph Smith is going to Thanos snap everybody out of the world so he could have more women to lay with him. Almost undoubtedly. (laughs) Good, good. Um, (laughs) and then Cody, you brought us through the Game of Thrones Mormon edition, basically, Mm -hmm. uh, where we got to find out about the the battle for the church for the golden throne, uh, who would would sit upon it to rule the LDS and bring them out to the promised land of Utah. Um, And then... You brought us through hell, <laughs> the worst part of things that I've ever listened to in a while, uh, bringing us to how there's frequent pedophilia and a bunch of other horrible, horrible crimes that are happening uh, within that splintered uh, uh, group of the, the Mormon church. I mean, I, it, I don't see how you could not find Mormon prophecies interesting, but I mean, if you want to go against that, that's on you. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, ooh. I guess, though, like, I I think for 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 this one, I didn't know anything that Cody was talking about though. Like the Book of Mormon, I knew a little bit about the goofier stuff, like a yeah. little as, bit as more a devout Mormon yourself. Yes, I, I have read parts of the Book of Mormon, um, but not much of it because it's not a very good book. 
<laughs> but that's fine. Um, yeah, so for, for this one, I'm going to give the point to Colin. I'm going to give the point to Colin. Oh, that, that was a trick exactly. again. I flipped that's it on you, Cody. You, Sorry. Yeah, give me the point Thank to Colin. Good, yeah, good Cody's got a stunned look on his face. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't even believe what I'm hearing right now. I feel like this entire podcast, I've been had by technicalities and goof arounds every time. <sighs> I didn't know that 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 this thing being rigged was the major category that we're evaluating. Oh well, you know, like don't don't worry, Cody. You'll you'll, you'll get some. No, we're doing the most prepared now, uh, so maybe Cody, if you have good enough qu- answers, you'll get the point back. But, but you know, you are fighting an uphill battle right now. So yeah, I'm two I'm two points behind. I've got to win the three of them that are left. Let's see if he could do it. So, Colin, we're going to start with you. Yeah. Just previously talking about some more of the um, wilder, like the prophecies and everything with the uh, the Book of Mormon. Uh, one thing you surprisingly did not touch upon mm-hmm. is the the whole like deal of planets. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm going strictly based off of that like one line <laughs> that in I heard in the Book of Mormon. Book of Mormon. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. So like, what is the deal with that? Like, does Jesus actually have his own planet? And will I get mine too if I switch my faith to Mormonism? See, Cody, Alex was so interested in the Mormon prophecies, he even needed a follow-up question about them. That's why I was deserving of that last point, let me tell you. So, yeah, the line from the Broadway play is, I believe that God has a plan for all of us. I believe that plan involved me getting my own planet. I believe that God lives on a planet called Kolob. And and this is... um, actually not anywhere in the Book of Mormon itself. Oh. Instead, it's in what's called the Pearl of Great Price. Okay, so some background on this before I get into what that actually means. Um, The original Pearl of Great Price is a parable in the Bible, Matthew 13 specifically. Uh, The parable um, in the Bible is very poetic, mysterious, and it's generally understood to represent the value of the kingdom of heaven. It's essentially the story that that um, talks of a man who sold all of his own pearls in order to buy the one great pearl, right? which is like the sacrifices you would make to be closer to God. It's not about just getting a big pearl? Or just getting a big pearl. He's trading his littler pearls. Because it seems, it seems like it's just about getting a big pearl. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't do well with metaphors and all that <laughs> stuff. Like, I just, only cowards use subtext. <laughs> it should be all out there or nothing. <laughs> all right, so uh, Joseph Smith adapts this story, once again calling it the Pearl of Great Price. It, because as Cody talked about, they were terrible at naming things. So just yeah. went with the same same exact thing. Um, but he changed the story to fit Mormon ideology for some reason. I'm honestly not clear why Joseph Smith adds more to the stories of Moses and Abraham, since the Old Testament and New Testament are both part of the scriptures in Mormonism. The best that I can tell is that Joseph Smith decided to remake Pearl of Great Price specifically becomes its location in the Bible is right after the parable of hidden treasure. And as Alex talked to us about, Joseph Smith loved finding himself some hidden treasure. He really did. He really <laughs> he did. He devoted a lot of his life to it. So he probably saw this so passage. So much he hurt his eye. <laughs> <laughs> he probably saw this passage in the Bible. It was like, 
hidden treasure. I gotta get me some of that in my thing. He's like the fucking wolf. Like the... the Yeah, that's how he hurt his eye. And it popped out so hard when he saw that. It was like, oh! Anyways, but I digress, okay? So Smith's Pearl story can be located in Abraham Chapter 3 within the Pearl of Great Price, Mormon edition. I'll just quote part of what is about two pages on the topic of godly planets. So this isn't just like one line. It's a considerable amount of dialogue. Mm. But here's the quote. Which Kolob is set nigh unto the throne of God to govern all those planets which belong to the same border as that upon which thou standest? Again, needlessly poetic. If you didn't understand what that means, don't worry about it, right? Uh, which is why, and because it's needlessly poetic, that's what leads to uh, critics saying, like, those numbskulls believe that everyone is given a whole planet when they die. Can you believe these crazy Mormons, right? But the passage is actually more akin to per- portraying God in the clouds. Like, you have uh, hundreds of artists who depict God and Jesus up in the clouds. That's mm-hmm. kind of what Kolob is. It's not that it's literally like when you go to heaven, you're floating around with God on clouds. Like, that's mm-hmm. not literally what heaven is supposed to be. Kolob is not literally like I get my own planet Earth to walk around on when I die, and it's close to God's planet, right? It's just a representation of the other place that you go when you die, um, which is closer to God, right? Um so it's it's not supposed to be taken literally. It's supposed to be taken figuratively, and very few Mormons do take it literally. Okay, so it's kind of like you'll be like amongst the stars type of thing. Correct. Like it's not like you actually go to a different planet or anything like that. Or if we send like a spaceship out, we could find Kolob like eventually. Right. It's not that type of ordeal. Right. And if okay. we want to be cynical, I mean, when Joseph Smith writes this, he wrote a lot of a lot of gnarly shit. So. <laughs> that's fair it could just be joseph yeah. smith pon- you know pontificating in a way that is <laughs> the rest of the church is like we've got to figure out a way to fix this <laughs> oh, this is a train wreck uh, metaphor 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's all metaphor don't worry guys when is this guy gonna get shot out of a window so we can start doing damage control <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's way for that to happen <laughs> okay uh pretty interesting pretty interesting um cody during your section, I brought up how uh, how bad Brigham Young was, or how much I kind of get a little disdain uh, for for Brigham Young myself. Uh, I'm going to have you elaborate this, uh, Cody. How how bad was Brigham Young, or can you give us a little character profile of Brigham Young? Huh, I see. I see you want to invite depression into the into the fireside quite a bit because Brigham <laughs> Young is uh, he he's a terrible person. Um, in my story, he's the winner of the gold throne. Of course, we know that he takes over the true LDS church. Um, and he's the second leader after Joseph Smith. As the leader, he had 55 wives, some as young as 15 years old. Okay, So we already know that, that he's a creep um, and, and a criminal just from that. But there's a lot more about his story that is blatantly villainous behavior. Um, while Joseph Smith practiced polygamy, people credit Young with being the father of Mormon polygamy. 
and and he led the church during U- during the Utah War against the United States. Okay, so, so you've got to be pretty he... you've got to be pretty big into polygamy, considering that Joseph Smith had fifty wives. You've got to be pretty big into it to steal the title as the father <laughs> yeah. of Mormon polygamy yeah. from that guy. <laughs> got to yeah. keep up those numbers. Up. <laughs> those are rookie numbers, son. Is <laughs> come on, fifty son. wives. <laughs> and and how about let's let's not just do polygamy for the leaders. Let let's make sure that polygamy is institutionalized in the church. <laughs> That's Brigham Young. So not only is he the father of Mormon polygamy, but by definition, because he led the the church against the United States in a war, he is a traitor to the United States. Yeah. Um now, um Young <laughs> Young was actually an okay general. Um, he was winning the war against the United States. I think <laughs> oh, it was. I, I think it was Alex and his section mentioned how their army was a third of the size of the entire United States yeah. army. So they had a yeah. lot of force uh, on their side too, concentrated into this this area. Um, so he was winning the war, but he's seeing his resources get depleted. That was the Nauvoo Legion, by the way. They they did fall apart a, a little bit when they started moving, but they did get more people. Just just so we could correct that before. Oh, okay. So, so the he- army that they had it was the Nauvoo Legion, but when they had to get when they removed themselves out of Nauvoo, uh, when the the people came and killed Joseph Smith, I think the Nauvoo Legion transformed. I actually don't know the history of this. It might have transformed into like the 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 like I don't know what the Mormon army was then after that, but that was particularly the Nauvoo. Oh, uh, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, I had just assumed that if they were able to beat the United States Army, that they kept most of that force. I guess I should. I would have imagine so. that, but yeah. hey, I learned it from you, Alex. Okay. Well, that's why I'm making sure you know you <laughs> learned it correctly from me. That it was in the Nauvoo Legion. I don't know if that went to Utah or not. Welcome gotcha. to the fireside, where we don't correct anything that we did wrong. <laughs> we just spew more and more lies. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, wherever the force came from, um, he is seeing his resources get depleted, and so he's going to strike up a deal with the president at the time, James Buchanan. Um, it's important to note that that Young was the, both the leader of what? What's wrong? Well, how does that happen? He's like, hey, Jamie, can I call you Jamie? <laughs> 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 How about, you know, it's not good for me, it's not good for you. Or I guess, I don't know why I bring, why I, every voice I do just ends up being a, hey, how you doing? <laughs> hey, <laughs> yeah. Um, so how, how does how this does happen is, is a good question. Um, it happens because, one, these are two warring leaders, so they mm-hmm. have to talk in peace talks. But number two is Young isn't only the leader of the Mormon church, he's also the governor of Utah at this time. So, like, how you'd expect oh, yeah. a governor would talk to a president, they've been talking, like, like mm-hmm. in that way. Um, so he's, so he knows Buchanan, he talks with Buchanan, um, and they're both looking for an end to the war. And so, what is agreed on is that Young will step aside as the governor. He's going to resign from his position in exchange for no charges being filed against him. Not for anything. Not for the polygamy. Not for being a traitor to the United States. He gets off scot free because oh. he's he basically wins the war. So he lost. <laughs> That's basically a, a lost war. Wow, damn. Yep. Um, 
you know, that's just like Buchanan. To lose for the United, really the United is. States in a loss against the Mormons. What a dick. It really is. That is not all that Young did. Young also issued an extermination order against nearby Native Americans. So genocide was also on his plate, in addition to being a creepy polygamist and a traitor to the United States. If you're going to be bad, I guess be all bad. That's yeah. That was his, it, for all intents and purposes, that seemed to be his motto, is I'm going to use my power to, to like practice villainy. While the Mormon Church was supposed to be abolitionist, which is the policy that Smith ran on for being president, Young just got rid of that. He threw it away. He didn't like that. He supports slavery. He led the effort to legalize slavery in Utah, Jeez. and he instituted a ban on African Americans being in the church. So literally, one of the few things that the early Mormon Church was doing that was like, progressive and good young got rid of because he didn't like it this is crazy because it's it's literally baked into the mormon story is this liberation from slavery of any of god's people like it's baked into the story which is why they were so abolitionist it's crazy (laughs) that he would violate that Exactly. And not only does he violate it, but the racial restrictions remain in place until 1978. So they hold on to it until after the nation lets go of it and and kind of start signing some of those civil rights doctrines in the 60s. Yeah, to jump in here, we talked about how that line in the Book of Mormon, the uh, planet collab was kind of a a fakey fake. The the other line that's in that, that God changes in the mind about black people, totally Yeah. Yeah, D- D- full historical truism, right? Because that. because Young will be the second prophet, so his word is is as good as. Mm-hmm. So it seems like if, if Joseph Smith stayed alive, I guess the beneficial thing would have been that we wouldn't have had Young, or yep. possibly wouldn't have Young this uh, yeah. Quickly. Like like I said, with if Joseph Smith didn't die, the world would be a slightly better place. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> um. Young was the governor and president of the church during the Mountain Meadows Massacre, in which Mormons murdered over 120 men, women, and children, immigrants who had just been passing through the Utah Territory. Um, Now, Young Young claims that he issued an order for them not to be harmed, but Young definitively also personally made sure that the cross and cairn that was erected to honor the lost lives were destroyed. So he refused to allow the people who are massacred to be mourned while saying, I issued an order for them not to be harmed. And it's like, eh, did you though? Uh, (laughs) Did you? (laughs) Probably not given your history. (laughs) Not a lot of remorse there. (laughs) So, so Alex, I I know that you, you probably didn't want to usher in a whole lot of, uh, really terrible stuff by asking that question. Young was a terrible person, which is why I want to end on a better note, at least in my mind, which is that Young died in horrible agony, suffering from inflammation of the bowels. So <laughs> he had a butt disease that killed him, which to me seems fairly justified and, and a little bit like justice. Ashes to ashes, shit to shit. <laughs> you know? it's just, that. We may need to edit that one out because that's like Brigham Young is like a second Jesus <laughs> for some of them. So <laughs> that may be a bit too return. far. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, that's been very informative. Uh, easily, I'm going to give this point to uh, uh, you, Cody. 
Uh, hey. that, was, that was very informative. Nice. I've learned a lot during that. So thank you for coming so prepared to class. Uh, I'm going to give you that point. Uh, the second one, or the last one, sorry, is the two-pointers. The two points are the most convincing. Um, Colin, yeah. you said that Joseph Smith is going to get godlike superpowers and be able to snap his fingers and remove people because he's from demonstrated the that he's already <laughs> fulfilled three prophecies with the surviving the window. That would be his third. Exactly. So we have that three there, and you know, th- why did you do science three times in science class back in you know in high school and everything? Because once you do it three times, it's a fact. <laughs> it's no matter a fact. what you do, it's, yeah, <laughs> certified. And if they don't line up the three times that you do it, you know, whatever you want to say at the end is a fact. <laughs> that's that's some science coming at you, uh, Cody. Uh, you gave us a um, basically the history of like what happened when the church broke up uh, and then kind of just told us that it would have been better if Joseph Smith was still alive. Um, I do want to point out that both you and Colin have mentioned multiple times that the Mormons are bad at naming things, which is a claim that I made and you immediately parroted multiple times each. So pretty, pretty, Pretty convincing. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, but that's not your argument within. That's just a statement that you made. It's a claim, an arguable claim that I made. <laughs> One could also <laughs> say that they were awesome at naming things because it sounds like a fantasy world. <laughs> yes. You also did say to judge based off the fantasy world not based off of who the most convincing was. Right. So so whose fantasy world sounds more what does does the more does the Mormon church sound more like the Game of Thrones or more like the Avengers MCU universe? Easily more like Game of Thrones. It's two points to uh, Cody. It it really does. Yes! It doesn't like yes! it it's not as, you know, like there there's not enough uh there's no superhero landings. Basically, I need I need that three point land. That's not just true. Do that once Joseph out of Smith the hit the ground pretty hard. The comeback for but, the ages. <laughs> yeah, you didn't say it though. If you if you'd said he jumped out of the window and did a superhero landing plan, I would give it to you. But sorry, <laughs> dang it, sorry, Colin, it was missing from your argument. Another one slipped through my fingers. Yeah. So, Cody, congratulations! You are the winner for this episode. I feel so good. Hey, that means I get to choose what's for next week, right? Yes, sir, it does. Okay, so I've actually had this on my mind. Um, I don't know what Y2K really is. Like, as far as I'm aware, it's a non-issue. But, but I'd like I'd like to research it. I'd like to f- to find out about it. And Alex, I I had been talking to you a little bit about this before, and you know you know something about it. So I'm gonna have you <laughs> host. Um, I want to know, um, what if, what if Y2K was catastrophic? What if all the computers mm. did glitch when, when we flipped over mm. from 1999 to the year 2000? It was a bigger issue than you thought it was, mm. but also a solvable issue. It required a lot of engineering effort, but we'll get into that. It'll be, a, it'll be a fun, it'll also be... Our season finale. Yeah, season it'll, finale. It'll, it'll, it'll be the penultimate episode. Yep. Yeah, we have that one more full one and then a fireside. 
Oh, yes, it would be the penultimate episode. Yeah, it would be the ultimate episode. Oh, I w- I've been waiting list. the entire season to say the word penultimate in the podcast <laughs> and feel feel very smart, very successful. Ooh, you did it. Ooh. Yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> That's it's why like you pen and ultimate at the same time. <laughs> Uh, I, I could say second to last, but that's what <laughs> classless people say. <laughs> cool. Well, who's hey, hosting? I said Alex is hosting. Uh, yeah. Oh, are, I, you not, are you see, not listening? This is Colin? why I keep losing. I just don't listen to people. Well, you know what? <laughs> to, to the people who do listen to the podcast, thanks for tuning in. Unlike Colin, <laughs> who ah, clearly doesn't tune in this episode. Um, if if you like what you heard. Could you rate us on Apple Podcasts? Like, give us cool. five stars. Um, maybe write a little review really quick, because, like, be we've crazy. got ten reviews in there, and it it's really cool. helpful. It could yeah. get us onto the list of of what's hot, um, and that would Dude. be really sweet, because oh that would God. mean that more people could listen to this. I look at that list of what's hot every day with just green. I'm just green when I look at it. <laughs> I want it. I want it more than anything in my life. Give it to me, guys. Come on. Let's so, just do it. Yeah, it, it takes you very little time, but it means uh, very much to us. So we'd really appreciate it. And hey, if you know, if you want to engage with us at all, uh, you know, if 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 you heard something wrong in the firesides where there's really not supposed to be anything wrong, um, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Pod O U A T. We post about when there's new episodes, and we post little silly jokes and images and all kinds of stuff for you to see. In any case, this has been a Milk Toast production. Thanks for listening. Goodbye for now, and we'll see you next week. Well, we won't see you. We'll hear you. Well, you'll hear us. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Goodbye. Bye, everyone. Have a good day.